The PS5 is shaping up to be a game changer, according to recent leaks. And this is not from a Reddit thread or a rumor on Twitter. It is actually from the Insomniac hack that showed us things about games like Wolverine. And the info seems to corroborate previous leaks and insider information about the PS5 Pro. So while we wait for the floodgates about the PS5 Pro to open, with third-party devs currently having the dev kits, I want to discuss how the PlayStation might be achieving this. And it concerns a recent acquisition of a company that specializes in AI solutions for video streaming. We also have some helpful information from a notable hardware leaker as well. So I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video. Now, I do that because it's a live stream. So I open up the show with a monologue and then I discuss it with the live audience. So if you don't want to miss these shows and you want to make sure that you're here, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button. That way you don't miss my content. The latest info that has leaked about the PS5 has it looking to be a game changer in multiple ways. As more slides and info are combed over from the Insomniac hack, we are getting a glimpse into what the PS5 Pro may be leveraging. And the info is lining up with and seemingly corroborating previous insider information. More than that, a recent acquisition by Sony could be part of how they have built the new PS5 Pro and the AI technology that we are hearing about. So first, I just want to talk about what we know. We've got this Insomniac leak about Wolverine, and we also have a notable hardware leaker sort of weighing in on some of the leaks. They're correcting certain things. There was like a PS5 spec sheet that leaked as well. Now, second, I want to look at the reaction to this because not everybody is as enthused about a PS5 Pro as others. And there's also some doubt and skepticism about just how much of a performance jump we are going to see in this alleged mid-gen update. Lastly, I'm going to tell you what I think. I have already said that I think the PS5 Pro will be market disruptive in a previous stream, and that was solely based on the insider information that said that it would accelerate ray tracing. Now more than ever, this console looks to be a game changer in the game development world, and I'm going to talk about why I think that. So up first, what do we know? We, We actually have been holding off on doing a PS5 Pro show because we actually were assuming a lot of information was going to start coming out from the third party devs now that they have their hands on the dev kits but the insomniac hack has unveiled a lot more than just roadmaps and you know early gameplay footage of wolverine according to xfire.com marvel's wolverine leak appears to confirm the ps5 pro and they're referencing a leak slide about the game and this is what they say a leak slide presumably part of last month's unfortunate hack claims that marvel's wolverine will deliver film quality facial animation enhanced destruction mechanics real-time damage and regeneration dynamic weather and foliage and improve locomotion now all of this just sounds pretty standard for a game like wolverine they're just sort of describing some of the stuff that they're going to be putting in there it's going to be interesting how they decide to implement the fact that wolverine is always healing uh and you know what's that going to look like as a game mechanic but The next part is what points to a PS5 Pro, and this is what the quote says. Perhaps the most striking aspect mentioned in the leak is the AI upscaling powered by machine learning, which is expected to enable a 60 frames per second base frame rate in performance ray tracing mode. Now, this info sent me down the rabbit hole because AI upscaling and machine learning could certainly make sense of big performance boosts in a mid-gen console. The article also elaborates on why this 
points to a PS5 Pro. They say the following, The AI upscaling feature is particularly noteworthy because the standard PlayStation 5 lacks the dedicated hardware to support such technology. In contrast, AI upscaling is usually powered by machine learning, unlike AMD FSR. Therefore, the presence of AI upscaling in Marvel's Wolverine strongly indicates that it will be a feature exclusive to the PlayStation 5 Pro. Now this again, as I said, it sent me down the rabbit hole because notable leaker Kepler has indicated that the PS5 Pro won't feature AMD AI architecture XDNA 2. And this is essentially what I'm saying is if they're, how are they going to do AI upscaling if they don't have that? He recently was pushing back against a leaked PS5 Pro spec sheet and according to tweakdown.com he said that the Pro will use 60 out of the 64 CUs available meaning that the PS4 Pro GPU is going to be using the same amount found in an RX 7000 XT graphics card so a big jump for the GPU but concerns that the CPU will not be as large of a jump according to the hardware leakers the AMD chip in the PS5 Pro is called Viola and it will leverage both RDNA 3 and RDNA 4 architecture but the Viola isn't going to use the AMD's AI architecture. So where would the AI upscaling be coming from? What would they be leveraging? Because the PS5 does do some machine learning. They did some machine learning capabilities like in Miles Morales, but the Wolverine leak is pointing to something new. And during our writer's room segment that we do uh, for members, we have a member named Richrod, and he super chatted me and he said, listen, you forgot that Sony recently purchased an AI company. And in November of 2023, Sony Interactive Entertainment entered into an agreement to acquire the AI development company iSize. And according to the official Sony Interactive interactive website announcement iSize has quote significant expertise in applying machine learning to video processing which will benefit a range of our R&D efforts as well as our video and streaming services now you'll notice they start with a range of our R&D efforts and then they say as well as our video and streaming services so there are obvious implications here that this is focused on cloud gaming streaming videos movies things of that nature maybe it even helps with the PS portal because earlier in the announcement they say that quote I size builds AI powered solutions to deliver bitrate savings and quality improvements for the media and the entertainment industry. Now as a live streamer, I know exactly what this means. You start talking about bitrate savings and quality improvements, it basically means that you can get better quality with less internet speed. So imagine an AI upscaler that maintains visual quality for the portal or cloud gaming, or you're watching a movie, even though your internet or your internet connection is slower, or maybe it's fluctuating, okay, they would basically rely on the AI upscaler to make the image still look good and crisp. But what about the same technology being leveraged by a game? The principle is somewhat similar. You would upscale and provide higher quality imaging with less power required. So I'm putting out a theory that iSize may have helped Sony build a sort of homebrew AI upscaler for the PS5 Pro. And like previous acquisitions before, Sony's working with someone, they like the results, and then they buy them. Now granted, iSize could only be building solutions for cloud gaming, the PS Portal, and streaming movies and TV shows, which in and of itself, I I think is important to the future of gaming for PlayStation, especially with respect to cloud gaming and quality basically maintaining itself on slower internet connections. But I can't help to see some potential dots connecting here for an AI upscaler specific 
to the PS5 Pro platform. We've certainly seen a pattern with devs like Insomniac that you have your own engine, your own software, and if it's proprietary, it, it helps, right? You, you get better performance, you get better optimization. And PlayStation may be taking a similar approach with their platform and the tech inside of it. They have their own custom solution for the data controller, the SSD. They've got custom tech based on RDNA 2 and the use of primitive shaders versus mesh shaders. So this could be another custom approach to AI upscaling. In my estimation, the theory tracks with the pattern of how Mark Cerny and PlayStation approached the PS5. So it wouldn't shock me if we see something similar with the PS5 Pro. So that's kind of how I think they might be achieving this. So what's the reaction been to the PS5 Pro? Because not everybody's thrilled that we're going to be facing a, you know, a mid-gen update four days into the cycle of these consoles. Now, the first reaction I see basically every time the PS5 Pro comes up is people say, we don't need a PS5 Pro. And at one level, I totally get why folks are saying this. The PS5 just got one of its biggest PS5-only launches with Spider-Man 2, and we had a great showcase of what they can do with PS5-only content with Horizon Forbidden, Forbidden West Burning Shores. Like, once they leave behind the PS4, they can do quite a bit more. So I understand why some might think, man, just <laughs> can we just focus on the PS5 right now? Just start cranking out PS5-only titles before pushing out a mid-gen console. But given the leaks and the things that we're learning, I don't think that a PS5 Pro poses a threat to anyone who is glad to see some strong PS5 games starting to land. Like, you're not going to get less of those. Leveraging more ray tracing or using an upscaler to give people 60 FPS along with their ray tracing or maybe there's 60 FPS 4K modes. Who knows what this technology can do, but that should not affect the PS5 version of the games at all. I could see the PS5 owners being concerned that maybe they won't be a priority or that their version will be less optimized. But my understanding of everything we've seen being leaked is that the PS5 Pro would leverage tech that would enable it to boost performance, not require a dev to focus on it at the loss of focus on the PS5. Like a really well-built PC game, it can maintain 60 FPS with higher resolutions and ray tracing on a PC that's stronger than another. The same principle would apply here. Another response that I'm seeing is, I I want one, I want a PS5 Pro, but I don't want to spend $600. I also saw Dreamcast Guy, he predicted on Twitter, that nobody would buy the PS5 Pro because the PS5 already looks great. And he may have been, you know, being a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I think there are those who think it will be too expensive, or it's just not going to be worth it, it's going to be low in demand. Generally, I don't think anyone can be wrong about the price of something, that's sort of your choice as the consumer. But I think the market will certainly show that this device will be in demand and it's going to sell quite well. Similar to the PS5, I think it's going to be difficult to get one in the early weeks and months. The PlayStation Portal was decried as DOA and stupid and pointless and even it was selling out when it launched. I don't think price or demand will be a problem for the PS5 Pro. I can definitely see, you know... A lot of no thanks you know people are going to say no thanks i'm not getting it or maybe you're going to hope for a sale or maybe you're just going to wait for this to happen because the standard playstation 5 will drop in price and you'll just grab one of those in the same vein i'm seeing people say this is too early you know they're not saying that we shouldn't have a ps5 pro they're just saying this is really fast i can totally resonate and i can empathize with this as we just said it feels like the ps5 only titles are just now starting to drop but the beauty of this perspective is 
you can just ignore the PS5 Pro until it convinces you that it's worth it. The standard PS5 will still get great great games, and it will still get great performance. I have two PS5s right now. They're going to continue to get tons of use, even once I have a PS5 Pro in my house. Now, on the topic of wanting to buy it or not, I saw a few responses like this. People were saying, well, 60 FPS with ray tracing or 60 FPS with 4K, that's just not enough for me. That's not a big enough of a jump. I'm honestly not sure what folks from this position are looking for exactly. It's likely that it's going to be a $550 or $600 console. Hitting that level of performance in games would be a huge achievement for a $600 box. But I think this perspective may more be about, listen, I'm already getting great performance. A little bit more is not enough to justify buying a pro. And I can actually appreciate and respect that perspective. Not everyone feels the need to have the top-level hardware or top-level equipment. Now, the last response I saw before I give you my own thoughts was a pretty common response to my own tweet. I just asked a simple question. I said, listen, what's your interest level? in the PS5 Pro, and a vast majority of the responses were essentially, this is a day one purchase for me, okay? I saw a lot of people saying this, and I think this is to be expected. The most dedicated fans are active on YouTube and Twitter, and they're discussing these sorts of things, so I have no doubt that many will immediately jump at the chance to have a stronger PlayStation 5 with the PlayStation 5 Pro. So what are my thoughts on this? Now, on August the 1st, of 2023, I did a live stream and I titled it, The PS5 Pro Will Be Market Disruptive, and the premise of that stream, in my opinion, was pretty simple. Mark Cerny and the team at PlayStation specifically sought out devs and what they wanted when they were building the PlayStation 5. And when initial leaks were claiming that the PS5 Pro would accelerate ray tracing, I figured they had done it again. My initial opinion about ray tracing was that it was a gimmick. It was just a resource hog, you know, a a PR buzzword to throw around that was just hurting the performance of games. But I had folks push back on that perspective, and I did a little bit of research. And ray tracing is growing in popularity with developers because it automates much of the lighting work. And anything that can help expedite their work while also making the game look really good, well, that's going to be a preferred thing in the development world. So my theory was the PS5 Pro will be very appealing to developers, and PlayStation's strategy wouldn't just be to target consumers with the PS5 Pro, but with the better performance, but they would also be targeting developers with the better technology. And now that more information is coming out about how they will allegedly get the increased performance on the PS5 Pro, I think it's going to be a game changer. Devs are going to find the platform very appealing. The market saturation is already very convincing when you look at the growth of the PS5 and the sales just in 2023 alone. It almost feels like PlayStation is building their own platform. And that sounds weird because it is their own platform, but Rather than just being a console that uses tech and hardware from other companies, they're building their own proprietary stuff. It honestly feels very Sony. It feels very much like Apple. And the more and more I look at the company, they're emulating a lot of what Apple has done. And if they did this in response to what game developers want, then I think you're going to see PS5 be the preferred platform for developers, third-party developers especially, this could lead to very easy timed exclusive contracts or just exclusives in general, or maybe just more features or better optimization for the PS5 platform when third-party games come out. Regardless of how it shakes out, the recent leaks make it clear that the PS5 Pro, it's real and it's coming. And I for one think it will be very impactful on games and game development, but that's just what I think. What do you think?
So let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusion on this. Mid-gen upgrades will always be a topic of debate, right? Should they do it? Or, or what should they charge? Or what's the point? Why are they doing this, right? People are always asking these questions. I think the more technology evolves, the more we're going to see this type of thing. Devices and companies just don't stay stagnant. We started seeing this with cell phones. We've seen this with, you know, the way people upgrade their phone every year, it seems, right? And that doesn't mean we're going to be upgrading or updating our console technology every year, but look at PC parts as another example and the rate at which that industry moves. It really shouldn't shock us to see this type of hardware release, especially when we're four years into the cycle of the console. The second thing I want to say is the proof is always in the pudding. The performance I was promised on the PS5, it was delivered. The games that I'm buying, the games that I'm playing, I'm getting what I was promised. Now that gives me confidence that whatever they have planned for a PS5 Pro, it's a target that they can hit. The question is, will that target be high enough to convince consumers to buy? And I think it will. The gaming market has been proving that folks want the best and they want to be first there will always be consumers that wait for sales or maybe they don't pre-order maybe they don't buy day one maybe you've never bought a deluxe edition but human nature drives things like pre-orders and deluxe editions and stronger hardware to almost always be in demand it's just sort of part of how we are i mean if you look at the way things sell this sort of a device will probably sell very well My conclusion is this, PlayStation certainly cannot compete with Microsoft when it comes to acquisition spending, but the 900 IQ Play could be investing in a platform that acts like a technological pheromone, attracting developers and making the PS5 the preferred platform to build games for. This is why I previously predicted that the PS5 would be industry disruptive. At a time where game budgets are getting so big, we're being told that AAA gaming is becoming unsustainable. Well, a really great way to solve that problem is to shrink your budget in the project scope and building for one platform that has built itself around what devs want. That could be a very winsome offer. Not only are you shrinking the project scope to one platform, but your development could be expedited. In other words, PlayStation may have said, we won't have to buy the devs if we can get the devs to come to us. But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. That's the show open, guys. Welcome into another day here on Reforge Gaming. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. If it's early for you like it is for me, go through your daily ritual, smash that like button, and I've got some people to thank already. If you want to talk in chat, subscribing is free. Hit subscribe. Train renews the membership for 34 months, and it's a VIP. Glad to be part of this great community. Thanks for all you do, Creature and Lono. Keep up the great work. And DK Beggar, Han shot first, and so did you. The first gifted member of the day goes to DK Beggar. And we have updated the member tier names to reflect the reality of what we're doing here. Uh, $5 is now gifted. $6 is now a member, and then 10 is VIP. We're going to do away with the very, very high tiers. We're just going to have those three tiers. So if you ever pick your own membership, you want to pick the $6. That's a standard membership that gets you into everything except for one stream a week with VIP. So make sure you guys are all up to date with that. Make sure that you have your memberships at the appropriate levels. And we appreciate you supporting us so, so much. And every 25 members, I give five as a way to say thank you and pay it forward. And all members, gifted and above, all membered, members gifted it above, they can join in a daily Q&A session at the end of every stream. So, 
buy the new thing every year pro will sell yeah people all exactly heatwave people are always buying the latest technology whether it's a television or whether it's a phone and Rissick gifts a member thank you so much Rissick for gifting a member and it goes to PL taking our member count to three actually Joker Quinn also gifts a member starting the day off right with a little single gift of member trade and another one comes in and takes us to four members on the day thank you so much superfly you guys are the best enjoy those gifted memberships and sneaky wolf takes it to five members on the day just such a strong start we appreciate you guys so so much we appreciate you uh you know adopting and adapting to the changes that we're making you know still still lots of content for members still lots of content for members and man i'm getting warm gotta take that up gotta take that up uh, I don't want to sit at a desk to play games. You know what's funny is that's a big enough barrier to make me just continue to prefer console. Like, I don't like having to come into my office just to play a game. Like, I just prefer to be on my couch. And I have a rig out in my living room. Eventually, I'll uh, update this rig and then I'll move this rig to the living room. And that's not terrible. But there's just something about pressing the button on the controller and like going to the game you know what i mean i it just it does it does feel right you know it feels like the right uh the right change so i i would say that this sort of this sort of decision typically for the consumer typically comes in the way of what's the most convenient you know what's what's the preferred way of playing but then i also think there's just that element of i want the best Right, people are constantly updating their televisions. People are constantly updating their phones. You know, people are constantly updating their PCs. So I actually think that this is going to be a very common theme that we'll probably see with uh, console gaming and gaming in general uh, going forward. Alapark with 17 months in a VIP got to show off their new tier game. Keep crushing it, Lono. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very, very much, Alapark. Lono, this upscale is only going to be on the Pro and not the original PS5. Yes, yes, I I indicated that in the show open. Um, simplicity of a console uh, overall. I mean, I just think that's a that's a that's a preference of a consumer. I think there are plenty of consumers that love playing on a PC, but I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand that like your preferences, as strongly as you feel them, somebody can feel the exact opposite preferences on the other side of the issue so you have to understand like just as strongly as you feel that they might feel completely differently and that's why it's so hard for you to communicate or understand their perspective because you're both feeling very strongly about like i just prefer console or you know i you know i just going you know i just prefer to 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 play on a on a pc right i that's that's kind of the way that it goes are you going to play a game or just talk today? That's that's what this is, is a talk show. Um, it's in the description of the video. It's in the description of the channel. It's in the banner of the channel. It's a live talk show. It's not a gameplay-focused channel. This is not like a Let's Play channel. I'm not going to be, like, booting up Warzone or Fortnite or, you know. <laughs> that's, that's that's not that is not what I'm known for. I'm known for a interactive gaming talk show. What's good, Light Leap? With 30 months... And he's a member. Thank you so much for the... He says PC Master Race. Yes, Light Leap loves his PC. We know this. We know this. Thanks for being here, Leap. 
Ragnarok and Spider-Man 2 have this upscale built in already. No, this is something new. That's simply not true. We're talking about AI upscaling, right? You're, you're, you're speaking about something completely different. Standard resolution upscaling is not what we're talking about. The, the leak specifically indicated that it would be AI upscaling to enable 60 FPS along with things like ray tracing, right? And in general, in general, the way that they basically deduced this was they said, okay, if you're going to be doing AI upscaling, you need dedicated hardware for that. That doesn't exist in the current PS5. A $10 super chat from my man Joker Quinn says, I'm starting to think more and more that the Pro just isn't for me. Being at 60 FPS makes me dizzy. The added performance that I can't enjoy isn't something I want to drop 600 bucks for. 60 FPS makes you dizzy, really. The green monster gives a member and takes us up to six members on the day, tempting a 20-bomb Agents of Chaos. Thank you so much for doing that green monster. Isn't AI upscaling DLSS or FSR? Well, DLSS does deep learning. What they're talking about here is something completely different than like DLSS, and FSR is not that either, and you can't do DLSS on a console because you need NVIDIA cards to do that. Okay, they're talking about something different, right? AI is, this AI upscaler would use hardware to do it, right? Like Paul's saying it right there. Paul is saying FSR is an algorithm. AI uses a hardware solution. So that's why I theorized, I was like, well, maybe they worked with iSize to come up with their own solution, their own proprietary solution to this because according to Kepler, they're not going to be using... AMD's AI architecture in the processor. The processor's like codename Viola or something. And a lot of people are speculating that. They're saying, well, the PS5 Pro isn't going to have a big jump with its CPU. It'll have a big jump with its GPU. And that's where I'm thinking, well, maybe that's where the AI upscaling comes in. Eugene says, video game dizziness and motion sickness is a thing. It's way more prevalent 30 years ago, but people got used to it. Off topic, it seems very akin to VR sickness issues today. Yes, sir, at least I get uh, top visual fidelity. You know what's funny is that happens to my dad if he watches someone else play a video game. He gets dizzy. Like, he can't watch somebody play a video game. He can play, you know. Right? He, he can play, but if he watches somebody else play, if he's like watching the TV, he gets dizzy. True SSJ Havoc with 15 months and it's a VIP. That's a thing, Lono. I do love playing games at my desk. I even put my consoles around the same desk area. I do have a TV nearby if I want to chill, but I mostly play with my monitors. There was a time where I think I resonated with that because I think it was that was basically where I played. I played at the desk. I played close to the monitor, whether it was Destiny or a new game or whatever. And now that my gaming habits have changed and you guys were very kind for Father's Day a couple of years ago and sent an insane television, I'm like, dude, put me on my couch. Like, let me let me, let me, me play on my couch, bro. I'm not, I'm not trying to sit in the office, dude. Six o'clock Eastern hits, I'm out of here. I only come in here in the evenings to print coffee order labels so my wife can ship them the next day for you guys, right? That's a real great reason to order the coffee. You're going to get it really, really fast, okay? Um, but... That's the only time I'm coming in here, dude. I don't want to come in here and play. I want to be sitting on my couch, dude. You know? Last night was the first night in a long time I haven't played a game. I was playing games almost every single night. 
but uh, we've been working on the Lego sets, working our way through the backlog of the Lego sets, and we finished the, uh, we did the Scout Trooper last night, it's there, you can see it there, he's there on the floor, I think that's one of the better looking uh, busts, I'm really bummed I didn't get the TIE Fighter uh, pilot one, but anyways, um, I just, it, it's just fun, it's just a, a great way to relax, you know, prop your feet, put an hour in, the resolution and performance mode will be gone on the PS5 Pro. I actually don't know the answer to that heat wave. I don't. Here's what I think is going to happen. I'll just give you a, a, a prediction here. What I think that they will do is they will boost both performance and quality modes. So your performance mode on the PS5 Pro your performance mode is suddenly going to get to inherit really cool things. Currently, when you turn on performance mode, you lose things like ray tracing or 4K. Okay? You're going to get that. Not in every game, but in some games. So they'll be like, hey, play... Uh, let's just imagine that Wolverine, because of the slide that we saw from this leak, let's just imagine that you know Wolverine is going to be leveraging extra stuff on the PS5 Pro. So what they would do is they would say, you know, Wolverine features both performance and quality modes on the PS5 and the PS5 Pro. And on the PS5 Pro, performance mode will have ray tracing and quality mode will have... I I don't know. I actually don't know how they'll do it. But that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to take each performance and quality mode and give it more. Whether you've got... Now performance mode gets ray tracing. Maybe there's maybe there's more. Maybe there's performance with ray tracing. Maybe there's a performance 4K off uh, option. I don't know. But the way they're describing it, it sounds like they're going to be able to give you more without you suddenly being like, oh, I don't get my 60 FPS anymore. Which I think is really important. We, we sort of saw with Gotham Knights, Redfall... Starfield, Plague Tale Requiem. We we saw a lot of you know negativity surrounding a game that doesn't do a performance mode or doesn't do 60 FPS. I think the the hive mind of the player is shifting a bit and that'll put PlayStation in a great position to be like, "Listen, 60 FPS is just like standard now, even if you choose performance or quality." You know, now maybe they have again, maybe they have a varying degree of options so that you can still absolutely push everything to the max and 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 maybe still get 30 FPS. I don't know. LGs are the best gaming TVs. I mean, I'm not a TV expert. I have a Samsung and I've heard nothing but great things about Samsung televisions. So I I don't know if you can say one is the absolute best over another. Um, some of it's going to come down to preference. You could tell somebody that one TV is better than another and they're standing there looking at it and they'll say, no, I think this one looks better. I mean, some of it comes down to subjectivity. I'm getting a pro for the simple fact that later this year I want another PlayStation 5 for my girlfriend, so I'll buy a pro, give her mine. No way I'm buying a base PlayStation 5 when the pro exists. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I wonder what the pro is going to do for some of the other peripherals. Like, is it going to is it going to benefit? You know, what are games going to look like uh, when I'm on the portal? Well, is it going to benefit the PSVR two in any way? You know, are we going to get are we going to get boosts there in 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 VR games? You know, 
If some of you uh, don't want a PS5 Pro, don't buy it, but stop complaining about it because people like uh, me have the money to buy it and will. I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of people here complain about it, but I do think there is a sentiment about a mid-gen update. I Well, I find that people aren't necessarily consistent on this issue. You'll see people saying, well, yeah, you need a mid-gen update because your console's not that great. And it's like, well, we all know what that's stemming from, and we all know that one console's outperforming another in power, okay? So that debate's silly. And if you don't want it, as you're saying, you don't, you don't have to buy it. But then we're also seeing people sort of celebrating rumors about, oh, we might, you know, we might be getting a mid-gen update. We might be getting a mid-gen update too. And it's like, well, at least be consistent. If mid-gen updates are a sign of weakness or they're bad or they're money-hungry or they're greedy, well, then, then you should stay consistent on that position. Now, if you look at it, I think probably the most respectable position is this is just too early. Maybe you just got a PlayStation 5 for Christmas. And you're like, this is just too early. That's fine. Just wait. You don't have to buy it. You're still going to be getting games. It's not like this thing's going to drop the end of this year and you're going to be like, well, my PS5's junk. No, I mean, you're, you're still going to be getting games. You're, you're not going to have to do anything. And, and if you've been in the market for a PS5 and you're like, this is too early. Well, I mean, that's, be- that's great for you. You'll be able to buy a PS5 base level edition probably for a lower price at some point it'll probably drop in price yeah like what Johnny's saying Johnny says the base PS5 is still running games great I'm in no hurry to upgrade I respect that I respect somebody being like look man I uh I'm not updating you know that's fine just wait it'll be there when you're ready if you decide for holiday 2025 that you want another PlayStation in the home or you want to bump up or I don't know dude maybe that Wolverine starts to kind of convince you you're like did you see did you see what they said oh my gosh and then you're going to buy one like that's the way the market's supposed to work they put something out there and if it hits what you're wanting and it, and it, and it hits your what, what you're desiring as a consumer, well, then you buy it. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with this. I think you're going to have those land rush early adopters are going to buy this thing right away. And all you freaking loser scalpers out there are going to buy it too. Hopefully the market gets saturated fast enough that you all lose money because that's been fantastic to watch. Scalpers losing money on the PlayStation 5. I think the more that becomes financially untenable, the better, because those people are scum. But that'll be going on, dude. Everybody will be rushing to buy it. And I think the somebody's bringing up you know, the, the Switch 2. We, we've already talked about the Switch 2 this week, but I think that'll be the same deal, dude. It'll be huge, hugely in demand. The Pro will be used by devs. I th- th- listen that's why the thumbnail and that's why the title of the stream is that the PS5 Pro will be a game changer I think it will my premise is simple if you can't buy the developers win them over right I keep I always reference this in this discussion it's like that point in the movie the founder about McDonald's there's a point in the movie where BJ Novak's character tells the other the the main character he tells him you're in the real estate business and he basically says go buy all the land 
right? You, you, you're not going to beat these guys. They own the they own the franchise. They own the company. They own the in, intellectual property. You go buy the land. You're in the real estate business. And I feel like PlayStation realized we are never going to outspend Microsoft. If we try to outbid them every time, if we try to out-acquisition them, that's a freaking fool's errand. It's Microsoft, after all. They got more money than pretty much anybody. More money than anybody entering the gaming market, at least. Except for maybe... No, yeah, I think they have the most. So, we're talking Microsoft, okay? So... They say, we're not in the business of buying companies, doing big acquisitions, or, or continuing this exclusivity contract thing. Maybe they, maybe they decided that wasn't tenable, and they said, go to the developers. If you win the hearts of the developers, then it's going to be a lot easier to convince people to make games for our system first. It's going to be a lot easier to convince people that they should do an exclusivity t- deal with us, and maybe it won't cost us as much money dope shirt today thank you cat this is another one from into the am always remember to use code lono at into the am or go to into the am.com forward slash lono saint nil with eight months of membership eight months down cheers hit the like button y'all and upgrade your memberships thank you so much saint nil i don't need devs to use the pro i just need the games to naturally run better because of the hardware improvements for example, Final Fantasy 16 running solid 60 all the time would be enough. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll be my holiday gift to myself is that I'll be able to play Final Fantasy 16 and actually have a real performance mode, not the fake one that's in the game now, right? That's my theory, though. My theory is that Cerny and the team of PlayStation, Mark Cerny, they said, we've got to target the developers because especially if you consider the reality that Sean Layden and other people have been putting in front of us left and right is that AAA budgets are getting too big. Patrick Q with a gifted member. Thank you so much for doing that. Taking us up to seven members on the day. Appreciate you so, so much, Patrick, for doing that. You know, if budgets of of AAA games are becoming unsustainable, what better way to win developers over by saying, well, we won the saturation war, our our console's crushing it, so if you want to build for the most powerful console, not only is PlayStation going to be able to say they have the most powerful console end of this year, they'll also be able to say, we also just so happen to have more consoles in circulation. Oh, and also... We did things with the architecture and ray tracing and look at these dev kits, right? Look at the look at the feedback we're getting. Building for our systems is faster, it's quicker, it's more efficient, your games are more optimized, right? I would love for them to bring Sean Layden back. I'm be real. That dude just just absolutely spits truth on the Twitter. Like just get Sean Layden back, all right? He probably doesn't want to come back. If, if, if I'm honest, he probably has no interest in coming back. However, I think that's the strategy. I think the strategy is you're going to win the devs. Yo, what's good, Thrifty? Good to see you. If, if you get devs to say, okay, the platform's larger. <laughs> it, it, the platform's got proprietary tech that really lets us do some fun stuff. They've got their own proprietary tech for like everything. 
They have like their own version of some. It's like in what is it built off of our DNA two or whatever, and they do uh, primitive shaders instead of mesh. I was researching that last night, and everyone's like, "Yeah, the PlayStation Five can't do mesh shaders," and a bunch of people are like, "Well, no, they have their own proprietary thing, and it actually seems like it's doing it's doing great." So if they keep doing that, sort of building their own little little platform, it's theirs and. It makes it really easy to build games for their platform. I think that's going to be very, very convincing. Because if your budgets are getting larger and the project is under threat, the fastest way to get costs down is to shrink the scope of the project. That's like one of the fastest ways to do it. If you're building a game and you're doing like, let's just say you're building a multi-plat game. So you're building for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Real fast way to bring your costs down is to shrink the scope. Immediately, immediately, a project comes to market faster. What's that do? That helps your margins. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're shaving a year and a half or two years off your dev cycle because instead of building for you know all these other systems, it's like, oh, we're just going to build for this system. Now, I still think dev cycles need to be minimum, minimum four years. I think five to six is the sweet spot. But if you could do a game in four to five instead of five to six because you build for one system and that system's doing very well and it's got good market saturation and you're able to market your game with this new stuff, well, that's going to be a really, really great way to get your game sold. I remember Cerny saying that the custom RDNA 2 tech would be coming to PC in the future. Well, I mean, Eugene was essentially saying this last night, which is what kind of spurred on, in my mind, the POV and the thumbnail today, was that his thought was, this is going to impact game development in general. You know, Sony is copying Microsoft with subscription. I don't think so. I think everybody's doing subscriptions. I don't think Nintendo's copying anybody. They have a subscription. I think that the industry is doing subscription. I think if you really, really want to trace it, I would say that everybody is copying Netflix. I think Netflix had this explosion, and I think Netflix heavily, heavily influenced uh, Xbox's strategy, and the reverberations of that are, are still are still making landfall today. And now that subscriptions are sort of plateauing, we're seeing sort of a uh, a folding in of the of the media world, right? Yo, the bright side with the five bomb, first five bomb of the day, and takes us to twelve members, just like that. The halfway point of the goal. Every twenty five, I get five. Thank you so much. Sony had a subservice first, but they're copying. Yeah, I, I don't actually... Do, yeah, didn't Sony have their subservice before? What's even the date on that? PlayStation Plus was around before Game Pass? Yeah, I don't think anybody's copying. I, I do think Netflix had an impact on the idea of of what the of what these subservices are offering. But, and Netflix, does Netflix predate PS Plus? I don't even know. Netflix's business model was to become a monopoly... You're saying Microsoft wants a monopoly. Well, I don't necessarily know if that's true about Netflix, and what really did Netflix in was that all the rights holders started pulling their content and launching their own stuff. When all the Marvel stuff got pulled, and then when The Office got pulled, that really hurt Netflix. There were people that had probably watched The Office 18 times through on Netflix. That was the only reason they had it. 
Sony is to put the subscription on PC, cloud, phone, and TV. Yeah, Heatwave, you know they've been doing that since, like, when did they first announce they were going to do that? Like, 2017? 2018? 2019? That's not new. I know you may have saw a tweet that acted as if that was new. Like, PlayStation's just suddenly throwing their stuff on PC, cloud, phone, and TV. That's not new. That's really old. They've they've been done doing that. Like, what... You're, you're buying into, again, I, th- this, is, this is one of the biggest dangers of the current issues that we're facing. And the current fish- issues that we're facing is, I believe it's a battle for truth. It's a battle for truth. Because, and this is why, we, in, in, in the structure of the show, I always go, what happened? What do we know? All facts. What's the reaction to what happened? What do I think? So there's a clear separation between the facts and what I think. Because what I think is in fact. It's an opinion. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a theory. It's a, it's a prediction. It's a, it's a thought. It's a reaction. And a lot of what you're saying is not true. It's just opinion bias laden nonsense that people post because they know it will get both reactions and support been done doing that see that's how you talk that's terminology a gamer can get behind (laughs) they've been done doing that dude (laughs) but you get what I'm saying like what you're saying just isn't true. Like, we're in a war for truth these days, bro. Like, people just say stuff that just isn't true. And it's like, and correcting them on the fact that it's not true will get you attacked and get you called a name. Why? Well, because truth doesn't need to be defended. Lies do. So, <laughs> that's that just isn't true. They've been doing that for a long time. They're not suddenly chasing some strategy. Market leaders don't chase market losers. That's just not the way that it works. You know what I'm saying? Now, they might take inspiration. They might say, hey, that's a really good idea. But it's not like you're never going to say, oh, we're the trendsetter from last place. That just isn't really how it works. I beta tested Xbox Live, that first year of Xbox Live. Playing Xbox Online Gameplay Tunnel software was better. I don't remember that. I, I remember I entered with the 360 era. The Commodore console was from 1982. First console we had was a ColecoVision. We went from ColecoVision and it was all the Nintendos to GameCube. And then by the time the Wii came out, I was out on my own. PlayStation never put Plus on other devices, which would be native games and not just streaming. I mean, if you want to talk about the specifics of individual pieces of PlayStation's offerings landing, we we found screenshots from I think it was 2017, 2019 and I forget what else it wasn't a new idea that plus and streaming 
and access to PlayStation stuff was going to start landing on PC, mobile, and TVs. It's not a new strategy. And let's be honest, does it really matter? Does it? When Fortnite put reboot cards in the game after Apex Legends did it, does anybody give a frick? Does anybody care? Is somebody keeping a tally somewhere? Oh, that's not that's not Fortnite's idea. Who cares? What difference does it make? The the industry is moving in a direction where you're going to want to have your stuff everywhere. Which sort of makes the PS Portal a real sensible device, but I, I guess, I don't know. I thought that thing was DOA. I mean, PS Now, not PS Plus. I don't have every jot and tittle of what PlayStation's doing on each device that's out there, right? If, if you're going to be starting to put your, your, whatever you are, whatever company you are, if you're going to start making your thing accessible on TV, cell phones, and PCs, being like, ha ha ha, you're copying this company over here. Who the frick cares, bro? Everybody's doing that. Like, everybody's doing that. That's not, there's, there's no... There's no point to pointing that out. It doesn't make a difference if one company does it first and then another company does it. Like, what's the big deal? Now, if the concern would be that, oh, they're doing that and then you're they're going to deprioritize console. Well, okay, but we don't see evidence of that. So I wouldn't think that's a concern from a, a company that's so heavily invested in accessories and hardware. Yo, Crinab with eight months... Haven't had much time to watch lately, but I'm sure your shows have been good, so keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Crinab. Eight months and a member. I'll trade in my PS5 just to get the PS5 Pro. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people do trade-ins on that, because they, they, they'll feel like they only need one, for sure. PS Now was on TVs, Vio PCs, Sony Ericsson phones in 2014. They scaled back because the tech wasn't there yet. So they can't be copying themselves. That's what I mean. Like, I just, I I don't think there's any point to having a discussion about, well, they're doing this now and it's because this company did. I mean, historically speaking, a lot of these companies tried a lot of things. I mean, I said this the other day. When they tried to do that with the the Xbox One, and they were like, TV, 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 you know that thing? And you also remember when they were like, they were pushing always online, and everybody got really mad? Anybody complaining about that now? Is anybody complaining about that now? Microsoft was kind of ahead of the game. It hurt them. It hurt them. You can be too early, and if you're too early it can trip you up. And I think they were too early. Ain't nobody gonna balk now if you come out and start talking about TV. Who's gonna care? You're gonna be like, oh, okay, I can watch TV on my console. Thank you. We all do that now. I watch TV here. I watch TV there. I watch TV everywhere. Like, you know, always online. Oh, the horror. What am I gonna do? Like, my whole house is online. People's refrigerators are online. Like, they were ahead, and I think it hurt them. So if you want to revert back now, but well, they did it first, or this company did it first, I just, who cares? It just doesn't matter to me. It's not important to any valuable discussion. And 
Today's about the PS5 Pro anyway. So I don't know why you care if they're putting, you know, PlayStation Plus or anything on any other device. Eh, who cares? Do it. Do it. I, I remember one of the reasons people were saying that the PlayStation Portal wasn't needed was because they're like, I can already do that on my phone. I just had to buy this extra controller and tie up my phone with playing it and hopefully no one text messages me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I, I spent two, I spent the same price as a controller and I've got a device that's great. And eventually I think they're going to add cloud to it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the acquisition, PlayStation's acquisition of iSize will likely play a role there. Like I also theorized today in the show open that PlayStation's acquisition of iSize is related to the AI upscaling that they're going to be doing on the PlayStation 5 Pro. Like maybe they homebrewed something. But I think more than likely the iSize acquisition is heavily related to cloud gaming, streaming, and potentially the portal. MSI is joining the handheld revolution with a brand new device. Oh man, every everybody's yeah, everybody's jumping in. Well, Sony will always get third-party support as market leader. Well, I don't disagree with you. I think the difference here, and I think the impact of the PlayStation Five Pro, the PS Five Pro is going to be impactful, not just because. Sony's the market leader, I think. Well, and we have to be careful. Nintendo's the market leader, but in the realm of like actually selling a console and next gen, like they're they're you know PlayStation's winning that handedly. The PlayStation Five Pro, I think, is going to be more impactful with respect to what developers want to do. If if you approach a developer with one ecosystem versus another. I think I think they're winning that fight right now with the dev kits. I think they're winning that fight right now with the dev kits. If you if you get your hands on a PS5 Pro dev kit and you're like, "We can do what?" Oh, oh, and we can do Oh, and we can do this too. Oh, and we can do that as well. Oh. Ice Queen Gaming renewing that membership for 8 months. Ice Queen Gaming, if you're paying for your membership, you will notice the $5 tier is now called gifted. The $6 tier is now called member, okay? You need to upgrade if you want to continue to come to uh, the writer's room and Friday nights. That's now something that is required for... And so it's basically we have three tiers. We have gifted, member, VIP. So members are six now. Gifteds are like gifteds are five because it makes it super easy for people when they gift that you know they want to gift five members it's twenty five bucks so that breakdown is really simple so you are going to want to upgrade there's an upgrade command um the, the, like seventy five to eighty percent of the people who are paying for their own memberships have already done that we just need the rest uh, to bump up um they don't have to take advantage of it well yeah I mean they don't even have to but that's the point is they can. I know, right? You buy uh, load cell pedals for your sim setup, and the pedals cost more than the portal. Portal is a steal. Oh, for I mean, yeah, the the portal has been so great for for gaming in our house. My son is on the big screen with the Xbox. My daughter is on the second big screen. They're both about the same size. She's on. Don't let her know that one one TV is bigger than the other. You'll cause a war in my house. She's on the slightly smaller TV to the right, and she's on a PS5. And then I'm I'm on a PS5 through with the portal because we only have two TVs. 
I don't have to come in the office because I, I would have had to do that. We're all playing Lego Fortnite. We're all on the couch together. The portal's awesome. The portal is, is amazing. I even had it set up wrong <laughs> because I have an Orbi mesh system in the home and I had the portal on the mesh system and I have like a Wi-Fi router that comes off of the mesh system and I had all the PS5s hardwired into that. So I just assume, oh, we're all on the same network. No. PS5s were on this router, even though the router is getting its internet from the from plugging into the mesh. So once I switched it around, it got even better. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Um, Switch 2 will be third party now. I, I, we're not talking about the Switch. Yo, what's good, Brap? How are you? I think Sony will announce new monitors at CES. Eugene says, there are plenty of examples of games that just ran better on the PS4 Pro by virtue of the better hardware. Yeah, there were plenty of games that you... You got slightly better performance. How do you like the mesh? Oh, I love it. I've got a satellite in my sunroom and uh my living room and i get i get i get wi-fi all the way into my backyard at the back fence i get i get perfectly good wi-fi because the router's down here in the basement so yo dark taco says free throw and he gives a member and takes us to 13 on the day thank you so much dark taco appreciate that very very much sony not showing tvs at ces again Oh, are they not? I don't really follow the TV world. I just don't. I, it's, yeah. They, they, my audience was super mad at me because I was like, I don't need to upgrade my TV. And they're like, you're a freaking crazy person. You have, you, you, <laughs> you have next gen consoles. You are a crazy person. Why are you using an old plasma? And I'm like, because it still works. <laughs> I'm too much like my dad, you know? If it works, it just keep using it. Main thing with the PS4 Pro for me was a lot of the AA indie titles became 60 FPS, which was a lifesaver for me. Please ex- can Lono please explain mesh? Yes, so a mesh system for your home is basically like picture this. You've got one central Wi-Fi router and then you take other little boxes and you put them around your house and they connect to that router and then they act as a router. They're basically satellites. So when I'm upstairs in my home, I'm connected to my Orbi Wi-Fi, but not the one that's down here in the basement. I'm connected to the satellite upstairs. So I get great speed. Because instead of being like, oh, I'm connected downstairs, but the signal's crap, and I'm like, not able to do anything, I got full Wi-Fi bars, and I got great speed. Now, you do still get diminished speed. It's not like I'm hardwired in, but it's fantastic. It's so great. If you got like an older home, you got a lot of brick, you know, you got a lot of thick walls, yeah, Wi-Fi's terrible without a mesh system. Yo, Blurred Roddick renews the membership. Welcome back. Thank you so much for picking member. We need folks to we need folks to pay attention to that. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that, Blurred Roddick. You can use it as a power outlet. Yeah, there's also those two. Yeah, there's the power land adapters. You can do that as well. 
Eugene says, I doubt we see the PS5 Pro at CES. I doubt they want to interrupt the sales trajectory they're on through the end of the fiscal year. I, I've been saying for a very long time, they will not announce the PS5 Pro until the summer. It'll be a huge part of the showcase. They'll announce it then because that will be a great runway to fourth quarter holiday, which is when I'm assuming it's launching. You don't want to disrupt sales right now, dude. PS5's cooking. It is absolutely cooking. The, the, you, you, as soon as you mention the pro officially, the general public, because like we're not the general public, the general public is like, oh, I was going to get a PS5. I guess I'll wait. You, you immediately hurt demand when you do that. Brap, Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. Guys, if you don't follow Brap, you should. He says... Do we think the PS5 Pro will cost $499 and the base price of the PS5 will drop to $399? No. Thank you again for making Christmas special. No worries, Row Row Raven. No, Brap. I think $550 to $600. I think they're pulling. I think they're starting to posture a lot like Apple. You know? They took the vertical stand out of the box. Digital version price went up. I think they're posturing like Apple. I don't even know if you're going to see a drop in the PS5 Standard Edition right away. Maybe 50 bucks. Maybe everything shuffles down by 50, you know? So you got like a 550 for the Pro, and then you got like a 450 for the disk drive, and then you got like a 400 for the digital. Eugene and I just freaking said the same thing. 550, 450, 400. Yeah. I think I don't think they're scared of having the pro cost more. I don't think they're scared of it at all. Because it's like I think they're just starting to posture like Apple. They're like, our stuff's great. Pay for it. I when you create a really good product and the demand is through the roof, basic economics dictates that you don't lower your prices, you raise them. And they did that. With the PS5 digital, they raised it by $50 and they took stuff out of the box. <laughs> they took stuff out of the box. So I think they're going to, I think you're going to see more of a posture like Apple from them. So the pro will be 550. Uh, the disc drive version will drop to 450 and then the digital version will drop to 400. I don't disagree with the idea that Sony's posturing like Apple post 2015, uh, Sony, I said they have no interest in competing in the mass market and they wanted to focus on high end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think demand for high end is diminishing. So if demand for high end is increasing, well then, put the pedal down. Put the pedal down. You make a ton of money. Or, or at the very least, you're going to shrink the loss. If the pro is still a loss lead, you're shrinking the loss by charging 550 for it. It makes sense. The PS4 Pro came out and it was 50 more than the PS4, and it lowered the slim to 350. Apple have a far bigger market. The console consumer base is not growing. Why start pricing people out? Though I get it's a side grade and not really needed. You're assuming they're pricing people out. They're they're they are on pace to surpass PS4. And it seems in the United States market, especially, they're getting consumer migration. So you're saying the console, the console consumer base isn't growing. No, but PS5s looks like it is. 
PlayStations. PlayStations looks like it is. Is this Jeremy in the chat? No, that's not the real quartering. That's not that's not the real quartering. <laughs> I don't think he hangs out here. That would be really interesting if he did. But no, that's not the real quartering. That that guy has eight subscribers and his avatar is Pee Wee Herman. So that's not him. <laughs> yeah, he just hangs out here in the morning. <laughs> and just talks video games. You think the PSVR 2 will get a price drop? Um... Maybe. I think the PSVR 2 and PlayStation need to focus on existing property that can be converted and be given VR modes. I think that's the key. I think the key going forward is to be like, hey, you like Gran Turismo? Where do you play it on VR? Hey. Hey, you like like that Resident Evil? Where do you try it on VR? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the ticket. I think that's that's their path to getting um... That's their path to getting a better VR adoption rate from consumers. You got to use existing IP and existing games. My name is stuck. Yeah, eventually you'll be able to change it. What'd you change it too many times and they make you wait? Eugene says, households over 100,000 are the primary drivers of the gaming market. Those households aren't looking for cheap. Yeah, when that research came out that said that the, the households spending the most in the gaming market are over six are over six quarters... Uh, I'm sorry, six figures. Um, that that made it pretty clear. That made it pretty clear to me that you're you're not you're not pricing anybody out, bro. Right? You're not pricing anybody out. I don't think. Right? It's not like somebody's gonna be like, oh, dude, I don't know, dude. I don't. Know. I spend thousands of I don't know, I spend thousands of dollars a year on gaming, but 550 for a PS5 Pro, I can't do that. I mean. Look at the accessory attach rates of things like the DualSense Edge and the PSVR 2 and the Portal. Yo, Happy New Year, Hitman. We're going to find that data about households. Eugene will have to try to track that down. I remember us looking at the article. Um, It was basically uh, gaming industry households 100K. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. go to the news here. Um, mm-mm-mm. no, maybe we just put gaming. Let's take industry out. Gaming households, hundred K. No. Yeah. Eugene's got to try to find it. I, that's a quick, that's a quick attempt that I, I don't want to disrupt too much. You guys have to try to find it. We can direct rap to it. Resident Evil 4 PSVR 2 is one of the best gaming experience I've had in my life. Entire life, says Eugene. I have to try it then. Resident Evil 4 didn't didn't grip me, man. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, but it didn't grip me. I was like, I didn't I didn't play the VR. I just played the you know the standard experience. And I don't know. I was like, is that it? Gameindustry.biz. The U.S. video game industry gets back to growth. That's what you're looking for, Brap. Gameindustry.biz. The U.S. video game industry gets back to growth. That's where that stat came from. I just beat Days Gone. The 6.5 review score ruined a lot. Well, that's a lesson in not launching your game when it's buggy. 
they screwed a great game out of a great launch. They screwed a great game. I'll be honest with you. Whoever whoever pushed Days Gone to release when it did, they screwed that game out of a sequel. I'll say it. I'll say it. Now, we still might get one, but we ain't getting one when we should have. It's a great game. One of the best games of its time for emotion capture the facial expressions in that game are just remarkable they're really really well done and they launched it and it was buggy and everybody was like this is a piece of crap and it's score tanked and then a year later or whenever it hit PS Plus and everybody downloaded played it and they were like why the frick did this game get such a bad score this game's fantastic and it's like yeah well you pushed a game out before it was ready Serves you right. Whoever made that choice. Can't do that. Can't do that to your property. There's no going back. There's almost never any going back. You're never going to get back what you lost. Right? Jedi Survivor's never going to have a great score on Steam. It's never going to have good sales numbers on Steam. It isn't. It won't. Cyberpunk is like anomalous. And even then, you could probably argue that they lost billions of dollars. Not just in share value, but in sales. By because it launched in the state that it launched. So, you launch a game too early? There's no going back, dude. You, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. It's done. You're cooked. And that game got, you know, pretty poor treatment because of it. Days, Days Gone is a great... It's, just, it's such a great game. It really, really is. And, you know, a lot of people will never know because they played it at launch and they never went back. Days Gone on Steam right now is on sale for $12.50. It has a 92% after 50,000 reviews. 50,000 reviews, 92%. Fantastic port, rock solid. It's $13 right now. $13 on Steam. Why aren't you playing that game? Why aren't you buying that game? Great. It's a fantastic game. I actually should probably play that. Did they do any updates for the PS5? Because I think I played that on PC back in the day. That's where my save file is. I should play that on the I should play that on the PS5. I don't think I can beat that before T Lu 2 comes out, though. That's a backlog game right there. Because I love that on PC. I did. But then my PC started acting up and we're having issues and we fixed it and I just never went back. I'm glad I waited to play it. 9 out of 10 game for me. Yeah, that game F's well worth the 13. Yo, Dylan coming back as a member with the gold badge. Welcome back, Dylan. Okay, it's Circana Data, Brap. We are, we ha- are, however, I'll just read it to you, Brap. You ready? You ready, Brap? Drink some coffee and just listen to this here. You don't got to go looking for it. Sit back and relax. It says... We are seeing a shift in the customer base for new video game hardware. Circana's checkout service has uncovered that high-income households, those earning over 100000 a year, are contributing most to current video game hardware sales, a significant shift from where the market was at the beginning of 2020. Higher prices in everyday spending categories such as food and gas, as well as a shift from Switch towards more expensive PlayStation 5 consoles, are likely contributing factors, among others. So... There you go. Oh, you're reading it now? Okay. 
Sonos 2080 is still kicking. It really is. It really is. Maybe this will be the year I upgrade everything. The streaming rig. We need to upgrade the streaming rig so that when YouTube pushes out AV1, we're ready. I need to upgrade my PC rig so that anytime I get a code for a game, I can just throw it at it, you know? So. Play Days Gone on PC. Was going to finish it till PC got effed. Your PC got effed or the version got effed? Because I'm not seeing... the, The port was rock solid. It plays gorgeous on the PS5 now. It probably would take too long to beat. Very interesting data point. It would it would really get me in the mood for the last of this part too. Days gone, time to beat. Yeah, if you just focus on the main objectives, 36 hours. Good golly. I don't have time for that right now. I won't be able to do that before uh, Last of Us 2 Remaster. 65 hours if you want to do 100%. If you guys are just tuning in, man, nice, strong turnout today. Smash that like button. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. YouTube's been kind of goofy with the likes lately, so double check that it is saving your like. You might have to minimize chat to see the likes. Go ahead and do that. We appreciate you guys doing that and supporting the channel. If you want to talk in the chat, all you got to do is hit subscribe. If you hit subscribe, that will uh, that'll enable you to talk in the chat, and subscribing is 100% free. <clears throat> it's a beefy game. It really is. It really is a beefy game. Like, I, I remember looking at the map and thinking, dude, I'm going to take a long time to beat this game. The 4080 and the 4090 Supers info coming next month. Put them in your gaming rig. You'll smoke anything you put against it. I hate being an early adopter for PC hardware, though. You know? They'll be like, this new video card's gonna blow your mind. Yeah, it'll blow up. <laughs> I remember I remember when I was building a rig with a 2080 Ti, and the guy that comes was like, we've had some issues with the 2080 Ti's, you know, but we'll put it in there. I'm like, Wow, what a great sales pitch. Like, <laughs> Oh, Days Gone is like 14 bucks in the PlayStation Store right now? That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Going to play TLU 2? Oh, yes. I missed out on TLU 2. It launched in the middle of 2020. And the middle of 2020 for me was hell on Earth. So I didn't get to play it. And so I hadn't played the first one since I played it on PlayStation 3. When I borrowed my brother's PlayStation 3. So I recently played through the remake. And I loved it. I loved it. That is probably one of my all-time favorite games now. It's just just fantastic. It's just a special game. And it sticks with you. It kind of hangs in the air. You almost... I almost did New Game Plus. Almost. Almost did New Game Plus. Because I was just enjoying my, my, my time so much. It's just the story. I, did, I don't want to re-experience the story back-to-back like that. So, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for Tilu too. And I'm ready to to, to, to hate Abby. <laughs> I'm ready, okay? The total gaming market's $180 billion and 50% of that is mobile. So, it isn't just about the 100k consumers. Well, no. No. But this, this Kenneth, this stat was about... The greater portion of people buying hardware are in that bracket. They they are. Now the real quartering will show up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm talking T. Lou two and Abby. He'll show. He'll show up. <laughs> uh, hey guys, yeah, Jeremy here, quartering, and uh, <laughs> this Reforge Gaming guy. Uh, 
Tlu 2 and Mario Brothers 3, my favorite games of all time. Can't wait. Mario Brothers 3. Mm. 4080 Super could be a lot sooner than next month. People have the cards right now for reviewing. Mm. Okay. I don't follow the tech stuff, dude. I don't. I'll go to somebody and say, here's everything I want. Build it for me. <laughs> that's what that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. <clears throat> Alright, I'm curious. I'm curious. In about 30 minutes, we're gonna turn on members only QA. So it's it's a great time to gift members, become a member. If you hit join, don't pick the gifted tier, pick the member tier. Okay, we've got three tiers to pick from gifted member VIP. Alright. So I'm curious. If you currently don't own a PlayStation 5, is this making you wait? Or you're like, oh, I'm going to wait for the Pro. I'm also curious, to those of you who own a PlayStation 5, are you looking at this as a trade-in, trade-up? Are you looking at this as additive? Like, oh, I'll get two. Or are you waiting? Like, where is everybody on the demand, right? Where, where is everybody on the demand for this? Like, what do you got now? What are you looking to get? You know. Yeah, Tlu is only PS4, PS5. No, the original Tlu was a late-gen PS3 game. That was the fr- I played on PS3. I borrowed my brother's PS3. I don't even know if it was his. I think somebody gave it to him or something through school. I forget the story behind it. But Brian, you're saying you, you would trade up. JG saying trade up. Complicated Sam saying trade in. Okay. I See, I wasn't anticipating that. I'm trading if possible. Probably trade up. Okay, a lot of you are saying trade up. If I get the pro, I would trade up. 100% trade in. Wow. Okay. I think I, I, think I need to, to maybe be more aware of the how... I'm not like that. I would just, I would just buy one and add it. But I didn't think about the fact that most people are like, I only need one. I'm going to trade in. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, a lot of you are saying trade. Now, Mr. Hall says still not buying. Okay. If I didn't have one, I'm definitely waiting. I'm going to buy the Pro as a second. Okay, there's somebody buying one as a second. There's another trade-up. Ghostface says trade-in. Auto says trade-in. Okay. If I get it, I'll trade in mine as well. Hmm. I... I did not anticipate that being the vast majority of the responses that, that you would trade up. Hmm. If and when I buy a Pro, it'll be additive. My launch PS5 will get moved out of the gaming setup and moved into the living room. There you go. I'll get a Pro for my gaming station. I'll move my OG PS5 to the living room. There you go, Hex. Not bad. My son has a killer PC and doesn't need my old PS5. The reason that if I was in y'all's shoes, okay, because I have I have the I have two the two PS5s. If I was in y'all's shoes and I only had one, I would do additive. And the reason I would do additive is so many of the co-op games aren't split screen anymore. I mean, people gave. Xbox a lot of grief for you know what happened with Baldur's Gate and what happened with Halo but the truth is split screen co-op is actually quite rare now it is so that's why I got a second one I was like I would love to play Returnal with my wife I'd love to play 
a lot of the future games with her that are coming out with co-op and it's just you gotta have two consoles if you want to do that yo zero steel was seven months as i sell my ps5 and buy a pro um didn't have trade-ins zero steel you'll notice when you renewed it says gifted you're one of there's very few people that are that are at this level right now most people paying for their own membership i need you to bump up to the one that's called member the five dollar tier is now basically reserved for the gifted because that's what when people gift that's what they get so member is six bucks it's one more dollar but it it'll get you into all of the extra content we made that change beginning of this year and so now there's three tiers to choose from gifted member vip basically you just never pick gifted that's that's designed for gifted memberships knowing gamestop you only get about 90 dollars store credit you they'll only give you 90 bucks for a ps5 are you serious won't they turn i mean they'll turn around and sell it for like how much 250 300 what are they selling used ps5s for skill up is such a ps hater he is since when what what happened did he just did he just come out as a ps hater today with a video i just don't think it's better <laughs> i just don't i like the way he says better like whenever i'm listening to a, a, a video of his he's like it really is better <laughs> he says i strongly recommend god of war ragnarok valhalla eight days ago Huh? Man, he's really hating on PlayStation. (laughs) They'll give you like 250 Canadian. He's being tongue-in-cheek. GameSpot will give you more than that, but they usually don't pay well. GameStop's offering 290 to 350. They'll give you 290 to 350? That's how much they'll give you? Huh. Current trade in value for GameStop. Alright, thank you, Talica. Okay. So they will give you. They already have the pro value in there. Are you seeing wait, is that oh no, that's pro as in if you're a GameStop pro member. I was like, what the F? There it is. Robert upgraded to a standard membership. Thank you for doing that, Robert. Ginger with 28 months. 28 months. Hope we get Switch 2 news soon. I agree with you, dude. I really want that Switch 2. Thanks so much, Ginger, for supporting the channel. I don't think Ginger's usually around for the members-only content, but currently at that tier level, Ginger, you would need to bump up if you want to come to, like, the streams with my wife and stuff. Okay, so currently... If you go into trade in your PlayStation 5 at GameStop, they will give you $315 store credit. By the time the Pro comes out, I bet that's more like 300 bucks, right? Cuz more people are going to be coming in and trading. So, they'll lower they'll lower it a little bit, I bet. Now, if you are a GameStop Pro member, they'll give you 346 in store credit. Now, it says up to. Now, that probably means you know, if you're missing stuff or if it's kind of scuffed and beat up, they might not give you the full amount because they're like, look, man, we got to sell this thing. And it looks like, you know, your dog peed on it or something. I spilled Coke on it one day. It's fine. Like, you know, they're not going to give you the full store credit. Yo, Paco with 21 months. That's a fun name to say. Paco. Thanks so much for doing a VIP. Um, 
So that's not bad. If, if you can walk into a GameStop and get 250 to 300 on a trade-in for the Pro, that ain't bad at all. That means your upgrade cost is only going to be, you know, 300 bucks, roughly after all, you know, after everything. What's funny about the Pro Store credit is I only paid 350 for my newest PS5 because I snagged the Black Friday Target deal. Well, there you go. That's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. What did you think of No Man's Sky? He said so much fun. No Man's Sky is in such a good spot. I, that's one of the games I wish I had time for. I'd be playing that with my PSVR 2 every night. If I had time. Just such a charming game. It's beautiful. It's one of the best VR experiences. It just, it's it's one of the, it's one of the, if somebody was like, oh, what should I play on VR? I'd be like, Gran Turismo 7, All the Mountain, Synapse, Resident Evil, or No Man's Sky. Those are all great choices. Man will go down and price of the regular PS5 could go down. Yeah, we were debating the price earlier. Like, what would the PS5 Pro price look like? I'm thinking 550, and then they'll they'll drop the disc version to 450, and they'll drop the digital version of the PS5 to 400. So it'll be 400, 450, 550, something like that. It runs great on GeForce Now. I played on my Logitech G Cloud. Nice. You, Ginger's all about that cloud, dude. If you could get him a body pillow, just have it be a cloud. Like he would, he would love it. You know, I think his wife would wonder what's going on, but I think he would love it. Good Christmas present idea. Tuck that, tuck that away for Ginger. He loves cloud that much. Don't need to put a waifu on the on the on the body pillow. Just a cloud. <laughs> I love an OLED, but absolutely refuse to purchase until burn-in is not a possibility. Somebody took a picture of their OLED television last night and they were getting ready to play Horizon Forbidden West. It was the best picture of a television I had ever seen. I have a great TV. You guys got me an amazing television. And when I take pictures of my television, it doesn't look like this. Like this. I was like, I'm sorry, why? What? what's happening? Why does your TV look like that? Like, I would remote play through their cell phone and be like, yeah, that looks good. It looks 4K. Like, it looked amazing. I couldn't believe the picture. I don't even know who did it. I don't even know who retweeted it. But, man, that OLED, if, if for some reason, if it photographed amazing. Because typically you take a picture of a monitor or a TV or something, and it kind of looks, Duh. I remember I was trying to take a picture of my, uh, my portal. And I had, uh, I wanted a picture of the portal with Valhalla on it running and I could not get a good picture. I was like, this looks like crap. I was like, it doesn't look like that. I was like, it looks so good. But then you take the picture and it looks like trash. It's like when you take a picture of the moon, you're like, look how big the moon is. And you take the picture and it looks like a street light. You're like, what the frick is that? It's kind of like that. You think, uh, OLED looks good. Try QLED. Wait, what do I have? I thought I had a QLED. A Samsung QLED. What's mine? TV you guys sent me, I think, is a QLED. It doesn't photograph very well. Stanley Watermelon Moonshine Tumblr versus Xbox Series X. 
stock price comparison. Okay, okay. Stanley, Stanley's kind of taken off. Okay. I don't understand what I'm looking at. I do not understand. Yo, that tweet is doing really, really well, creature. That, yeah, that format's working, bro. Look at that thing, dude. That thing's doing numbers. That's great. You must retire the plasma. The plasma's not even in my house anymore. I gave it to my friends. They just spent more time calibrating it, more than likely. Yeah, maybe I'm stupid. Okay, maybe I don't know how to take a picture of a television. Okay. I need a calibrator more. No, my TV looks fine. If I go to take a picture of it, it doesn't ever look that great. It doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look as good as this guy's picture. I was like, what the frick is going on? Why does it look that good? You know what I mean? You don't understand. My basic white girl spend 350 on a tumbler. Oh, oh, the tumbler is $330. Place a bid. Well, that's on a bidding site. That's not what it costs, is it? Didn't go to school to learn how to photograph TVs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I could diagram a, a Koine Greek sentence, but I can't take a picture of a TV, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, old man, I'm like, huh? Is the flash on, sweetie? Like, you know, it looks, ter- <laughs> it looks terrible. I know. It ends up looking terrible. <laughs> oh, man. I could have sworn QLED was getting worse scores than OLED. I don't know about any of it. I don't. People are like, what kind of TV do you have? I'm like, a Samsung. They're like, no, what kind? A big one. I don't freaking know. I got to go over in the unfinished side of my basement, like, look at the box. I'm like, turning my head to the side. I'm like, it's a Samsung QV2. I'm like, I don't know. I don't follow any of that stuff, dude. I don't. I plug it in and I hit the power button. That's what that's all I do. I'm officially old man status with tech, bro. I just I just like that it I don't care. Does it work? Okay. It's it's on. It's plugged into the internet. That's I'm fine. It just give me my TV programs. You know? Skatinator dropping a five bomb on the chat. Taking us to 18 members on the day. My man Skatinator. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, dude, I I don't I <laughs> I don't care about any of that stuff, you know. Normal people, WTF's going on? Hi, it's I'm the problem. Is that Tay Tay? She always she's always cute. Another five spot from Skatinator. This guy's just going in all by himself. He's like, I'm gonna do my own member train. Uh, he's doing his own member train right now. Another five bomb. Thank you so much. OLED versus QLED, uh, QLED, could they differentiate those better? Yeah, I know, the Q and the O. <laughs> I swore it was QLED. It ain't, dude. That The ink was smudged on the box. I, I got scammed. <laughs> Don't know what it's called. I only know the sound that it makes when it plays games. 
and a single gifted from Dark Taco. Dark Taco says, "All right, boys, let's walk this one to 25. Nice and nice and gentle, like nice and gentle, like. We'll see if anybody blows it out of the water with a big one." Yo, what's good, rocking hard, dude? Good to see you, dude. We cooking today, chat. We cooking. JC lands a plane. He takes the glory for himself. There it is. Twenty-five members on the day. I owe you guys five. I will do that when we switch over to a members-only Q and A session. The last thirty minutes of the show, we switch the chat to members-only and we turn on the QA function. That's been really fun. It's more of a gaming AMA. We I let you guys kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. So if you've got gaming questions to ask me that aren't really related to the PS5 Pro. You can use that section of the stream to do that. And if you really like having exclusive access to a conversation with me, you can upgrade for a dollar, become a full member, and then you get access to the writer's room, you get access to Friday night streams. It's a blast. Nine months from Ghost in the Garage Gaming. Ghost in the Garage Gaming has gifted so many members to the channel, and this homie hasn't upgraded. You gotta love that. He's still at the... He's at the <laughs> Bump up to the $6 tier, my man. <laughs> This dude has dropped 50 bombs on the channel, chilling at the gifted tier. He says, realize that Sony will create the pro to keep the difference between console and PC relatively close as far as visuals and performance. That's actually a really good point. If you can go to the store or you see the marketing and you're like, hey, the PS5 Pro is doing 60 with ray tracing or 60 with 4K, that's pretty compelling for 550 or 600 bucks. That's pretty compelling. You're looking at gaming rigs in Best Buy or Amazon for twelve or fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, you can do PC part picker. We've had this conversation before. The average consumer isn't going to do that. They're going to look at pre-built gaming rigs, and they're always way more expensive. Keithius with a gifted member, Dark Taco with a gifted member, Keithius doing Agent of Chaos and pushing us past that twenty-five. He's like, "We're not staying there, bro. Let's." Get the heck out of here. 27 members rolling us over to the new goal of 50. Thank you guys so much. Every 25, I get five. I owe you five members right now. How's this man not a VIP? Because Ghost in the Garage Gaming is just like that, dude. He's just the homie. He, he, would, he would probably rather gift members to others than even think about his own membership. He's just like, that's just how he rolls. That's just how he operates. He's a good dude. I love seeing pictures of you and the fam uh, on, on Twitter over the holidays, bro beautiful family hey this morning on the news 13 year old that beat Tetris is the first person in the world to do it that's what they said on the news yeah they went crazy yeah that lady on Sky News like maybe he should go outside and I'm like maybe you should mind your own business Deborah. <laughs> maybe he should go outside me 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 mind your own business leave that kid alone He's a legend. He is a legend. You know? And he didn't... And he's not, you know... <laughs> he's not, like, lying about Donkey Kong speedruns like that other idiot. You can beat Tetris. Yeah, he apparently got to the the highest level, and the game, like, basically shuts off. Basically, the developers were like, you don't need to roll credits. We don't need to say the end. Just... Don't do anything. No one's gonna no no one's gonna make it that far. No one's gonna make it that far, bro. And this kid's like, watch me. <laughs> Yo, good morning, feed. I see you in the chat. Same news Atlas was celebrating a 16-year-old dart champion. Talk about hypocrisy. 
Yeah, a guy wins money for throwing darts. You know? Maybe he should go outside. <laughs> uh, it's just that continued weird, you know, video game stigma that's like still left over. Like you see these tweets, you know, I would never date a man that plays video games. Well, enjoy, enjoy dying alone. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, you have to, you're, you're going to have to marry a, a senior citizen. You know, they're, they're the only ones not playing video games. Okay. Even, even, even my kiddos, grandparents are booting up video games. Okay. You're just, you're, you're going to live a lonely life. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would never date a man who plays video games. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, what is this? The library sent out an alert. I'll tell my wife about it. <laughs> Super interesting methods they use. You guys uh, watch the vid. Very cool. I was watching guys play high level Tetris the one day, and it was insane. Like the stuff they do with the controller. And like the, the they do they were doing like this roll thing. I was like, what the heck is going on? You triggered my uh, you triggered Google on my Pixel Eight. What did I say? I, I the the question I always have. Okay, I'm a real stubborn gamer. Okay, if I'm fighting a boss and my strategy's not working, it's the game's fault. Okay. <laughs> It's the game's fault. That's 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 always how I've been. Like, not frick this game. I should be able to play this way if I want. Like, I beat Owl in Sekiro, and I didn't use any Shinobi arts. And people are like, "What are you doing? You just beat that guy on hard mode. Why'd you only use your sword?" And I was like, "Because I want to." So these guys that are like, "I don't know, man. Tetris seems like it's getting a little too fast." I don't think we can do it. And they're like, but what if we hold the controller different? And what if we like have gloves and we roll and we use the back of the controller? Bro, I'm not on your wavelength, man. (laughs) I'm not on your wavelength. Okay. If I can't beat the boss after two attempts, the game's cheating. All right, <laughs> you're trying to beat Tetris that's moving so fast it'll give the average person a headache, and you're like, "Oh, let's just turn the controller over. We can get gloves. We can beat this, bro. I've already moved on, man. <laughs> I'm already playing something else. I am not on their level, dude. I got respect. I got respect for those guys. You know, can't do it. I'm not wired that way." I think it's just different mentalities, man. I don't play games for that. For, like, that level of prestige. On God? Dude, on God! Like, I don't play games for that. I'm just trying to win. I'm trying to feel cool, and losing and dying doesn't feel cool. And they're like, no, dude, we can beat this. Come over here. I'm gonna roll it off your forehead. I think we can get... I think we can do it. You need to be gifted? Sorry, man. We can't target gifting. We can't target gifting. You know? You've had a purple badge in the past, which means 
you've consistently gotten a gifted membership for for months in a row you know if you can't afford a membership i totally understand that i do if you're just always like man i hope i can get to my ninth and twelfth month off somebody else you know i can't i can't do anything about that tons of people can't afford memberships and i appreciate all the generosity but some of, y'all, some of y'all could pick up your own and make room for people like that, you know? <laughs> like, if Spongeroth and the Pants can't afford their membership, then, you know. He says, oops. <laughs> yeah, you know, people roll it in here with purple and gold badges, you know? They're like, yeah, dude, I've had a membership for over a year. Like, okay. I, I hope I hope you've needed it. <laughs> I hope you've needed it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, homie, I don't care. I don't care. I, if we could pick people to get memberships, we would. We would. That's a feature that we wish we had. Because there's people that we would like to click on every month. Because we just know we're like, homie can't get it right now. Homie can't get the membership. And we would take care of them. We, we would. But right now, it's just, it's batches. They do it in batches. So, yeah, they just base it off of uh, interaction with the channel, stuff like that. Um, driving from the premiere, be ready for a hard out at 12.03. I can't do a hard out at 12.03. The premiere will go at 12. You can't select 03 on a premiere creature. What you talking about? 17 months from Slapman. Flatman, if you're paying for your own membership, you're going to want to go upgrade it to a standard membership. That's the the $5 is the gifted tier now. Sony Kent jumps back in as a membership. Thank you so much. Once my engagement ring payments are over, I'm picking up my own. Yeah, we've had a lot of people that got to a point where they're like, homie, I can't pay for my membership anymore. That's totally fine. That We've got so many generous people here. You don't have to worry about that. If you can afford your own membership, you have a lot of reasons to do it now because all the extra content is now be, is now on, behind a paid membership. So, except for community game nights and hilly hijinks, if we do a hilly hijinks stream or we do a community game night, all members can come to that. So, um. Mm. Yeah, there's someone named um, Salixa, I think, in the kid's current Redwall book, and I constantly trigger the echo. Five gifted members from Terminal Stupidity. Thank you so much. See, like I said, we got people here that'll take care of you. If you can't afford your own membership, there it is. See, Spongeroth? You see? You see how that works, you know? If you're here, if you're involved, if you're interacting, and you're like, homie, times are tough, can't afford a membership, well, you'll you'll get taken care of almost every every month. I wish I could get gifted. Ghost, you need to upgrade to a standard membership. <laughs> you knuckle. <laughs> this man, this man will drop a fifty bomb on chat, and he's and he's and he won't upgrade. <laughs> Come on, ghost. What you doing? I want to see you in member streams and Friday nights, bro. What are you doing? (laughs) 
I'm only calling him out because like we, we, we've known each other for a really long time. I follow him on Twitter. He's been super generous to the channel, so I'm giving him crap. <laughs> when you can pay it forward. Yeah, we've had people do that. I've had people do that. They're like, yo, I got a job. I'm picking up my own membership. And then they drop some gifteds. They're like, I'm paying it forward because people took care of them all this time. That's awesome. Just how he rolls. It's just how he rolls, dude. I was almost about to pay up. Well, I'll tell you what, SpongeRoth, what you can do is you can upgrade to a standard membership. It's the $6 tier instead of the 5 and basically pay the difference. And then you get access to all the extra content. So you still can. You still can jump out of the gifted pool. It's possible. Get it for 12. You'd be hard out. No way. I've never done that. I don't know what you're talking about, creature. We've consistently gone to the premiere at noon. I, I don't linger. If I linger, I, I push the premiere to 12.15. We've never gone to a premiere at 12.03. I don't know what you're talking about. I would never do that. They would miss the countdown in the first minute of the video. I have no idea what you're talking about. We're on different wavelengths or something. You Are you talking about twi- a Twitter or something? Yeah, standard membership is six. The only reason we do that is it's it's five for gifted, it's six uh, for full membership. We just do that so there's a clear delineation. And I made it as cheap as I could. I'd make it a penny if I could. So you would just go in and check a box and be like, 501. And then you would just be in that separate pool of, I'm paying for my own membership. I wish I could do that. It would be, it would be great. But I can't. DK Beggar with a gifted member. Thank you so much. All right, guys. In about five minutes, we are going to do uh, members only Q and A. I'm gonna I'll su- I'll switch the chat to members only, and then we will open up a, a, a gaming AMA. And my man Rich Rod, Rich Rod, you got mentioned in the monologue this morning. I gave you credit for putting me on the rabbit trail of the iSize AI company acquisition. I included that in my uh, in my show opening monologue. Appreciated that tip yesterday in the writers' room. I wonder how the portal will interact with the PS5 Pro. I I brought that up earlier. I'm wondering what the peripherals will benefit from. Like, will the PSVR 2 suddenly get, you know, performance boost or something like that? You know, what about the portal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the main live stream will always be free. Is somebody asking about that? Yeah, we're not changing anything with that. Like, the main live stream is always free. The premieres are always free. I don't even give the uploads to the members early or anything like that. It's always live stream premiere, and then we go to writer's room. We've just we've just made that decision because it gives me more time. Like, I needed more time for games and reviews and other projects, and it's like, I was spending more time with the members than I was on anything else. Like, I, I wasn't giving, t- my monologues were getting, I wasn't having enough time to write, I wasn't having enough time to record. If I get early access to a game to play it and do a review, I didn't have enough time for that either. So we just made a couple adjustments to the schedule. Mock Y Ninja with a gifted membership. Thank you so much. Taking us to 35 members on the day. Thank you so much. An upgrade on mobile. Uh, Apple, you gotta go to a browser and request the desktop. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. Don't do anything. No, I don't want you driving that. No. No. I'm scheduling because I do different things with the member stream to not trigger noties and stuff. Don't mess with my flow. I can schedule. I can do that. I don't want... No, 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 no. I'll do it. 
I'll do it. I, I do something very specific with the premiere so they don't get a notey. I do something very specific with the member stream so they don't get a notey. I, let me let me just do it. It's it's 60 seconds for me to do all that. Yo, what's good, Captain Steve? I don't... Don't... You take that... You're, you're throwing me off. It's going to mess with my mojo. I, I've got very specific things that I do. I usually listen to the VODs on Spotify, and today I learned that you had to allow gifts. You do, Schnozberries. You do. Thank you, Mockwine Ninja. There you go. Schnozberries, you've been around for a long time. I remember you from Purple. Right? Yeah, your YouTube account's really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're down three noties in this test. Uh, they've already gotten two. I'll explain later. Yeah, explain it later because I don't know what in the heck's going on, and I we need to make sure we're st- we're not falling back into the trap because we got much better treatment by the platform today. And the last thing I want to do is suddenly hit all the members with like bing, 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 like what the frick's going on? Because they'll get one for the schedule and they'll get one for when we go live. So that's two right there um, for members that I don't think we need to send. I was doing real something real specific with the member stream and I was doing something really specific with the premiere as well. Yeah, no touchy the thermostat. Yeah, you're, shake, you're, you're throwing me off my mojo. If Sony prices the PS5 Pro right, then hopefully it'll put the PlayStation brand at the right spot. What do you mean at the right spot? What's Are they in a bad spot right now in your mind? Like I feel like they've done a really good job this gen with the marketing, with the saturation, with the sales, all of it. I feel like they've done an incredible. Did you see IGN's first on Dragon's Dogma 2? They plan to do loads through January. First one was yesterday. Covered some of the classes. Was a good video. I didn't get a chance to check it out, Captain Steve. But, yeah, guys, check out Steve if you're interested in Dragon's Dogma 2. I'm, I'm hearing good things. Yo, Lazy Nerd with 17 months in a VIP says, Dope. Welcome back, Lazy Nerd. Thank you so much. Well, guys, it's, uh, it's the final 30 minutes. And we switch the chat in the final 30 minutes to members only and I launch a gaming AMA and I also gift the members that I owe you so I currently owe you 5 members if you guys keep pushing the memberships I'll owe you more we currently need 15 more for the next milestone so let me drop the memberships that I owe on chat and let me launch the members only gaming AMA and this allows you guys to kind of go a little bit off the beaten path if you've got questions about other things going on in the world like you guys asked me what i thought the biggest disappointment this year would be and i upset a lot of people's fifis because i said i thought avowed was gonna be disappointing dude people's opinions are emotionally damaging in this day and age it's amazing words hurt words hurt chat Uh, anyways, there's your five gifteds that I owe you. Click the gaming AMA at the top of the chat and use that to ask me questions. That is something specifically for the members for the last 30 minutes of the show. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, this is new. Yeah, we made a couple of changes. We made a couple of changes, dude. You and A deleted the text that I was typing. You'll be okay, butters. You'll be okay. Your, your batting average is, 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 is hit or miss, so it might not have even been a comment worth making. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was best that it got deleted. You know. 
you watch the gameplay of Dragon's Dogma, JC? It looks good. Be careful talking about Dragon's Dogma too. You'll summon Wheezy. Wheezy will suddenly show up in chat. You know, you say Monster Hunter, Mon Hun, or Dragon's Dogma, or Dragon's Dogma Two, and Wheezy will materialize into thin air. Like poof. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. Did I miss any fan funding? No, I did not. No, Rich Rod with a two dollar super chat tip said I missed it. Work? No worries, dude. Go back and watch the show open. You'll you'll be able to see it. Yo, Captain Steve with the first members only question. He says, what games first quarter will you be playing? I'm, I am I am geared up and ready for The Last of Us Part 2 remaster because I never got to play it. I recently went through Part 1 remake because I hadn't played The Last of Us Part 1 since, I think it was like 2017. It was, about, it was about six years ago, five or six years ago. I played it on my brother's PS3 that I borrowed. Amazing experience. I love that game probably more than I did before really looking forward to the sequel. I will also be checking out um, during the first quarter uh, Helldivers 2, Rise of the Ronin, Prince of Persia and uh, I'm not really interested in Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. I'm not a Final Fantasy guy. I liked Final Fantasy 16 but that was like the first one that I really fell in love with and even that one I took a break from hoping that we get a performance mode patch. I might have to wait to play that game until I can play it on my PS5 Pro and then maybe the performance mode won't be so bad. Maybe when they start porting it to PC they make some updates to FSR that'll then update it but yeah, first quarter's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. Um... I feel like I feel like Porter Rock put a tweet out, and he had one on there that I had forgotten about. Maybe, let's see, let's see. He tweeted about the first quarter. Uh, no, yeah, he put Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Yeah, that's not for me. That's not for me. Um, so, um, yeah, those games. I feel I feel like those games are are really exciting. Now I will say this. I will say this. I've got a video coming today about how I think Xbox should do more shadow drops. We've got insider info on a developer direct that's apparently coming, and I'm thinking they could do a, a, a shadow drop of Towerborn. If we get Towerborn in the first quarter this year or 33 Immortals, I'm really interested in those games. Hellblade 2, I hope is fourth quarter. I want that game to cook as long as possible. Avowed, I have no idea. I feel like they'll probably try to leverage Avowed as like a summer game. Um... Maybe they could do that, you know, during Summer Game Fest, have a short window there, be like, hey, look at this great, big, long gameplay thing of Avowed, you know, but but first quarter, uh, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Lona, would you rather have unlimited bacon, but no more games, or games, unlimited games, but no more, I think you meant to say, but no more bacon. I don't eat bacon all that often, so I would take the games over the bacon. Sorry, that's an easy decision. Uh, Zach Johnson says, I heard you say in the past that the next big live service game is being cooked up. Would you bet on who would you bet on having that? Now, I've not said that the next big live service game is being cooked up. I said the next best looter shooter is being created. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be live service. Live service, I think, is hitting an apex point where they are going to have to, they're going to have to, um, really rethink format I think we've talked about this a lot like player engagement funnel model isn't working and they're going to have to go to content model um, they're going to have to go to, to a content model so um, that's what I think um, personally um, 
so I think live service is hitting that apex point of the player engagement funnel model isn't going to work. They're going to have to evaluate and evolve and do something, uh, do something different. So my most anticipated game of 2024 is Hellblade 2, followed closely by Star Wars Outlaws. I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger Star Wars fan, but Hellblade's really special to me. So Hellblade 2 is my most anticipated game this year. Uh, welcome to VIP uh, uh, NE8O. And then Nick, welcome back as a gifted Nick. You're going to want to upgrade to a standard membership, which is a dollar more at six bucks, but you're going to want to do that. It it needs to say welcome to member instead of welcome to gifted. The $5 tier is now basically only for gifted. It's not for standard memberships. So uh, let's take a look at the more questions here. Anybody can submit questions right now. Chat right now is for all members. Uh, Let's see here. Dark Taco says, do you think Microsoft will make more acquisitions in 2024? Any dev teams in mind? I don't know if they're going to want to do that right now. I think they could. I think getting Activision Blizzard would certainly, if I was Microsoft, it would certainly embolden me to go for more. I actually think the, the, the reverberation of their Activision Blizzard deal... I actually think that's going to turn into other companies are going to start buying up. I think Embracer Group is uh, is freeing up a lot of capital and funds uh, to do that. I think that you could see Tencent grab some folks. We know PlayStation wants to as well. Um, so, but I, I just don't know if that's where Microsoft wants to focus their attention right now. I think Xbox is going to heavily focus on Activision Blizzard integration. I think they really want to launch this ecosystem. This pla- they, I think they want that presence in that storefront on mobile. Um, they're going to want that presence and that 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 footprint on on TVs. They really want to get that Japanese footprint going, especially with PC Game Pass. So I don't know if they're going to focus on acquisitions. I know there's rumors about Sega. Um, CD Projekt Red recently really shot down rumors that anybody's trying to buy them. They're not open to it, so it's not it's not them. Um, I I I would see I would see Sega being maybe a potential. I just don't know. I just don't know if that's what they want to focus on right now. I think that might be disruptive, right? Thank you, Nick, for upgrading to a member, dude. I appreciate that very very much. Rich Rob with a two dollar super chat. PlayStation pretty much confirmed Metal Gear Solid uh, twenty twenty four. Oh, they did on YouTube. There'll be a ripple effect. PSA, Epic Game Store has Guardians of the Galaxy for free. Yes, snag that. That's a really good game. That's a really good game. Microsoft had their biggest acquisition. Why would they tire themselves out? It's not about tiring themselves out. It's about... I think their strategy going forward is more of a brute force ownership strategy. And... It makes sense when you have the deep pockets that they do. Um, so, I don't think that's good for us. I don't think that's good for the consumer. And I think all these acquisitions, I think you're already seeing the result of what these acquisitions can lead to with a lot of the downsizing and the layoffs and the potential... Uh, and the potential you know, future foreclosures of the companies under Embracer 
So I actually think it's worrisome. I like I don't I don't think people quite understand. I think they look at it and they think, oh, this is amazing. My team just won a bunch of games and a bunch of content. But what they don't understand is let's just go back in time to 2020 and 2021. The tech sector and the gaming sector overhired. And then what happened in 2023? Tens upon thousands of layoffs. Okay. So what you do today, it echoes into the future. And so buying a company at 70 billion will have reverberations in the future. And if you don't think so, I just don't think you're paying attention to Embracer Group. And so I do think there will be, sadly, a lot of studio foreclosures and layoffs in the future. I don't think that's going to slow down at all. I don't even think the, the, the fallout from 2020-21 is even done yet. I also think that budgets are ballooning and mushrooming up to, to, to really uh, unsustainable sizes. Um, 2023 was great for gamers. It was bad for the industry. I see that sentiment a lot, and I don't agree with it. The industry did what was completely and utterly natural. And I know that sounds like cold and lacking in empathy, but it's the facts. Like, it's what happened isn't bad for the industry. You know what's bad for the industry? Not adjusting and just being like, nope, (laughs) we're just going to keep spending. And and then they, and then the whole, and then the whole company shuts down. That's bad for the industry. Like, the industry did what it was supposed to do. It corrected from an over-correction. It's not bad for the industry to do that. It's bad for the people. But this idea that, like, the industry was somehow harmed this year, what are you talking about? That's what the industry must do. Businesses must do this to survive. Now, I know people will say... Well, they don't have to do layoffs. You know, CEOs and C-suites, you know, they they could have they could have taken pay cuts. I mean, maybe 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 we're dealing with, you know, certain levels of, you know, C-suite level entitlement that just isn't it's baked into the western mentality. And you don't you don't see that in, you know, there was the, there was the report about what was it the guy at Nintendo or whatever, like somebody took a giant pay cut so they didn't have to lay people off. I'd like to see staffing levels from 2019 compared to today. Like, Bungie's a great test case. Bungie is a great test case. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, the horror of the layoffs. Everyone press pause. They had 900 employees. Then they mushroomed up to 1,200. Now they have 1,100. I, wh- wh- where's, where's this dire, oh gosh, what a terrible year for the industry? What do you mean? They're still bigger than they were in previous years. It sucks that the reality of these adjustments hurts people, but business doesn't care about that. It can't afford to care about that. Because if it starts to care about that, that's when you have studios that just can't can't keep the lights on. You just shut the whole thing down. Would it be better to not lay people off, become an unsustainable business, and then the whole business shuts down, and instead of 100 people getting laid off, 1,200 people are out of a job? Like, which is better? What do we we discuss? Like, you see what I'm saying? But if you talk about it in that way, it's going to get, you know, clipped and snagged and used to be like, look at this jerk. He doesn't care about getting people laid off. Well, yeah, well, neither do you. Neither do you. 
do you honestly have deep-seated empathy for tens of thousands of people no you don't because you don't know them but it's an easy virtue grab it's an easy virtue grab we don't have the capacity to empathize and connect and sympathize with people at that level of scale it's not freaking possible you're not it's not possible but it's an easy virtue grab Yo, what's good, Broken Lobo? Yeah, I mean, I understand the concerns about AI, Captain Steve. I do. I understand the concerns about AI. I understand the concerns about AI replacing voice actors. I understand the concerns about, you know, AI becoming a a cannibalistic force. But, But... There are plenty of industries that have gone through this where automation replaces a person. It, 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 you can't stop it. You can't stop it. It's a force of nature. At some level, it's like, well, people are still making the decision. Of course. Of course. A flood isn't autonomous. It doesn't decide to flood a village, right? That's a force of nature that you're like, oh, this is terrible. What a tragedy. And if you see automation replacing people, it's like, oh, this is terrible. What a tragedy. And it's like, but at some level, it is a force of nature because the way these businesses are set up at the scope and the size that they exist, they're never going to not do something that pads profit and raises value. They're never going to avoid it. Not at the size that these companies exist. It isn't possible they can't do it. Hey, we did all this R&D and all this research, and if you would have done this, the cost-benefit would have been incredible. Why didn't you do it? Well, a couple a couple hundred people would have lost their jobs. You know what that person would have said? You're fired then, and I'll do it. We're doing this. It's going to save us billions. It's going to save us millions. We're doing this. It's going to raise our value it's going to raise our margins it's a force of nature it's like you can't stop it i'm not saying that it's good i'm not saying that we should celebrate it and throw confetti in the air and yay ai's replacing people woo like i'm not celebrating i'm just looking at it straight faced well, video rental companies shut down too why should should redbox and Netflix not have done what they did? They innovated on the way that you consume media and it completely torpedoed an entire business? So they have just not done that? Force of nature. Just we've got to do this. Let's innovate. Let's advance. Let's do more. Be more. Better. More money. More money. More money. It, it, that's gonna it's gonna happen in every sector. So wherever you're working right now. That's a reality that you could face. That It's not good, bad. It's not something we should celebrate. It's just, it's the reality of the world itself. You gotta live life on life's terms. Like, that, it's, you're allowed to grieve it and be sad that you lost or someone you know lost their job. There's nothing wrong with grieving it. But this idea of like this this high-minded ideal of like, oh, it's a great year for gaming, but a bad year for the industry, a bad year for the devs. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I just don't know what you're talking about. Every other tech industry went through this, not just gaming. They all went through it. It sucks for the people that it affects, but it's like so many so many sectors have gone through this now you also have to remember that while the tech sector and the gaming sector was like having this explosion and all this hiring in 2020 and 2021 you know what other people were doing losing their houses and losing their jobs and losing their restaurants and losing their livelihood it sucked it was terrible I lost great restaurants in my city long standing businesses are a distant memory now So, while one fell, the other rose. And tech and gaming sector's like, yeah, man, all these people were celebrating getting new jobs. Streamers were celebrating getting, like, record income and record viewership because everybody's stuck at home. And meanwhile, people were trying to figure out how they were going to make ends meet, moving back in with their folks, shutting their doors of their business. And it sucked. But... In, in industry surviving and companies surviving because of because of protecting margins and protecting the, you know their duty to their shareholders and all of that it's like that that's not bad for the industry that's just what the industry is going to do it's it's going to find a way to survive these companies aren't just gonna be like rolling over and be like well couldn't make ends meet let's just keep going until we close the doors Imagine being some of the 1,100 people that still have a job at a company and being like, well, I'm sad those people left, but if they hadn't, we, we all could be facing, you know, foreclosure or bankruptcy and scandal. Like, you could be facing all those other things. And I don't know. I just noticed that a lot of the commentary on it got a little, it just got a little, I think, doe-eyed and self-righteous. You know, and everyone was like pro dev, pro dev, pro dev, you know, at the game awards and pro dev, pro dev about the layoffs, you know. And then when it came to like the insomniac hack, it was like, yeah, well, we have a duty to the public to show all this. And it's like, no, you don't. You can talk about it without showing it. You can talk about it. You can minimize the damage to the company and the people that worked on the project. But, you know, being pro-dev is convenient, right? Advantageous altruism is the worst kind. Uh, what do you expect from the Nintendo Switch 2 in 2024? Um, this one comes from Spongeroth. There's a lot of questions in here that I'm not going to get to. So you guys are that's a, that's a great reason to become a full member for the six bucks. You can come to the the stream after the premiere and re-ask your question. I'm hoping that the rumors about the Nintendo Switch 2 are true and that they can boost performance of games, but still be true to their identity and be portable and just keep being Nintendo. Nintendo is king. Mario is king. So. Um, what do we got here? Stone Spire concerning the PS5 Pro. Uh, do you have a rough average where you think it's power will land versus the PS5? I the the tech specs that I looked at. I'm not that I'm not a tech spec guy, but this makes sense to my brain. What we're hearing is that performance mode 
will maintain 60 FPS with ray tracing. That makes sense to my brain. I'm like, oh, okay. So I can turn on the pretty stuff and still get 60. Got it. That's all I need to know. Like, as a layman, I don't need to know, well, it's going to use 60 out of the 64 CUs, and what that means is it's going to basically be comparable to a 7800 XT, and is this kind of power consumption, and teraflops, and flippity-flop, and wearing flip-flops in the rain. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go down that. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't care to know any of that stuff. <laughs> so all I know is like I can turn on the pretty things and I can get 60 FPS. Sweet. I'm pro dead, but in the same breath, I save money. I don't borrow money. When times get tough, we're able to weather those storms. Sure. Sure. But I think what happened in 2020 and 2021 with the dev companies and the tech companies overhiring, um, you know, I, it's difficult to be like, it, it's hindsight's always 2020. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have hired all those people. Okay. Well, if they wouldn't have hired all those people, what would that have done to the projects? What would that have done to the timelines? What would that have done to the profitability and the efficiency of the company? Like, to hire up from 900 to 1200 and then to trim down to 1100 it's hard to fault a company for that. It's like, okay, that seems still like you made the right choice. You needed to grow. You just grew a little too big. What's going to happen? And the 100 people that got laid off had a job and were able to pay their bills for a couple of years that maybe if they wouldn't have hired... They would have been able to do that. They would have been like, oh, I couldn't get a job. Nobody was hiring. I just, it's so difficult to go back and be like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that when I, I just, it's it's so easy to armchair quarterback it, you know, Monday morning quarterback it and be like, well, what they should have done was, and it's like, well, I mean, how could they have possibly known that? And can we even definitively argue that? Like, can we definitively argue? I don't know. I've been in those those groups before, big hiring rounds, followed by layoffs. Right. If anything, if we know it's a pattern in the market, then I kind of want to tell people, shouldn't you have anticipated this? Like, you're, I don't know if you're faulting the company, uh, Ginger, for being like, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. They, they overhired, right? And they put themselves into a position where, you know, they put themselves into a position where they had to lay people off. Well, I'm looking at the people that got laid off and saying, well, maybe you should have anticipated this, right? You thought this massive hiring was going to be like, they were going to be able to sustain this amount of growth. You should have thought layoffs were coming, right? You took the job and listen, especially the whole, oh, it was at the end of the year, right before the holidays. Yes, huge bummer. Were you paying attention for all of 2023? Because if you were, you should have been updating your resume and, and checking out your prospects because you had to know this was coming. You had to know this was coming. Now, you know, in some respects, I fault the companies for like pulling the wool over people's eyes and acting like layoffs weren't going to happen and they did happen. That's kind of nasty. But also, were you not paying attention? Were you not watching the industry for the entirety of the year and being like, this is probably going to make landfall with us too? This is a market reality right now. This is what's happening. You know, it's coming, you know, 
It's like when they tell people there's a massive storm coming or there's this or that coming. And they're like, we're going to stay here and weather it. And then everyone's like surprised Pikachu face that they got to get airlifted from their house. It's like, well, they told you to leave. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, yes, it sucks, but we have to play by the rules of the world. And those rules say personal responsibility is key. If you assume you're safe, you're going to get cold clocked. Okay, I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, Ginger. Okay. Then yeah, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I kind of agree. With you. Guys, in four minutes, we are going to be going to a video where I argue that Xbox should do more shadow drops, and we may be getting one. Uh, if we get fifteen more members, I will gift more. Uh, if we hit fifty, I'll gift five more, and people could join the current Q and A session that we're having right now. That is just for members. After the premiere, we're going to the writer's room and you have to be at a $6 membership or higher to come to that. So make sure uh, that you get yourself nice and updated if you would like to come to that. If you've enjoyed today's stream, do me a favor, smash that like button and hit subscribe so you don't miss my future shows and content. If I'm ever not on your homepage, be sure to check your subscriber page. I'm going to do one more question. If your question did not get answered, then be sure to upgrade to the $6 so you can come to the writer's room and you can re-ask it. Um, since No Man's Sky is not on the docket, what's after TLU 2 Remaster? Uh, whatever's in February. Helldivers? As far as mo- moving through my backlog, as far as moving through my backlog, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the draw and the pull to give Lies of P another chance. It ke- Lies of P keeps coming up. Like, Liza P keeps coming up in conversations about, like, it just didn't get enough praise, didn't get enough attention. I did a stream where I said the outlets got it wrong, you know? You think Bungie is losing its independence, and if so, will Sony pull a fill? I honestly don't know what's going to happen to that company because I think the leadership is terrible and toxic, and I think they have set the table for a downward spiral they laid off 100 people they were nasty about it they were unkind about it they didn't handle it very well and in the wake of that they basically set the morale at the company on a trajectory of they won't turn it around I don't think so and it's the leadership's fault I think the leadership has set the table and I think when you're your virtue is fake and your altruism is motivated by money then I think that becomes crystal clear when these types of moments happen and I think they made that really clear I think that that I think that the whole this is we we, we got to turn this around you know we this thing this this expansion's got to be amazing I don't think so and gamers have short-term memory; they'll be fine. No, I think they've hit. I think they've hit their. I think they've hit their franchise peak. Their, I think their franchise has peaked. I think it's just been around for too long. I think every franchise peaks and either has to completely reinvent itself or go away and come back or what have you. I, I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can get enough interest and sales. I don't think they can get the player funnel as full. I don't think it. I, I don't think it can get to the point where they're going to be able to avoid more layoffs and I think if they fall low enough I think that Sony Sony can pull Sony can pull some levers 
themselves. So I'm going to post a link in the chat and we are going to go to this premiere about Xbox doing more shadow drops. I think they should do more. We got insider information about a developer direct that's coming in January. I had already said I thought they were going to do another one. I had already said, hey, I think they should do another shadow drop. Let's go check out what this insider has to say and why I think that Xbox is in the best position to do shadow drops on a regular basis. Let's go check it out. <laughs> 